Hey guys, before we dive into today's episode of the Trail Trash Podcast, just wanted to give you a quick little reminder about three of the discount codes that we have going for you guys right now. The first one is Trail Trash, T-R-A-I-L-T-R-A-S-H. That one is good for 20% off your first purchase at Swiftwick and Scratch. Uh, the other one we have is with Squirrel's Nut Butter. That one is Trail Lube, one word, all caps, T-R-A-I-L-L-U-B-E. Also good for 20% off. That one is good for any purchase. Does not have to be your first one. Also wanted to remind you guys to, if you haven't already, please, 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 it does make a huge difference in the algorithm world. If you like and subscribe to our podcast, if you have not done so already, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And please feel free to find us on any social media. We're on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram. So please feel free to find us on those social media platforms. Connect with us because we would love to connect with you guys just to help deepen our relationship with you guys as our listeners. Now, with all that being said, let's meet up with the boys at the Trailhead and dive into today's episode of the Trail Trash Podcast. This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Trail Trash Podcast. Jason Garrett and John here to talk running and uh, this week is a news type episode after we bored you to death talking about toilets and uh fantasy races that are never going to happen uh last week um so um this week is going to be actually real legit running stuff so i think i would like to start out um and i say i because i'm the person that leads off the show by saying everything um i am i would like to start out with the whole korean malcolm um issue that we're having at western states and for those of you who do utmb 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 but she was pulled off of western states right no she's pulled off utmb she'll still be at states Okay, she'll still be at States. Okay, so she was, thank, thank goodness, she was like great at Western States. So Corinne Malcolm uh, is a is a ultra runner slash coach, um, accomplished, and uh, she was pulled off of UTMB. Um, I'm I'm guessing because of maybe some comments that were made um, around the whole Gary Robbins incident. Uh, they pulled her they pulled her off because in her words she's too outspoken right take that for for however you want to read into that but in her words they pulled her because she's too outspoken and to be fair we don't know for sure why just what we know is is what what she's said and it's pretty vague um but yeah her words being too outspoken yeah it's not like you it's not like you can be interpreted Right. UTMB is not going to come out with a presser and say, this is why we went separate ways from Corinne. And I do I do want to know both sides of the story. I do think it's fair. But based on UTMB's recent track record, I don't think we're going to get much insight into what happened from their point of view. 
No. Yeah, and it really is unfortunate, um, you know, other than just being a stellar, like, and knowledgeable commentator, um, I feel like one thing that she did phenomenally well was making sure that the women's races got covered equally. Dude, when it comes races. to yeah, when it comes to commentating this sport in general, she is she's top notch, and her and Dylan Bowman do a fantastic job together on their production, and she very much so carried her own weight, if not carried a little bit more especially when it came to making sure the women's races got covered. So I do feel like it's going to be a big loss because she left some big shoes to fill. And she was, she was a big part of why a lot of people tuned in because, because she has so much knowledge about the sport, both as a coach, as a runner, and as someone who has participated in those events. Um, she had a very unique perspective that a lot of people just won't have and so i do feel they're going to leave some big shoes to fill and i don't know what they're going to do yeah like if they fill it with like another male it's not going to be a very good look for utmp no no and i really don't know who they would get i mean i'm sure there's people that you could get but off the top of my head i don't know who i would want to hear outside of corinne covering those races I mean, you know, I, I mean, to be fair, like every time I watch UTMB coverage, I, I don't usually listen to the announcing as much. Like I do listen to the announcers at Western States, mm -hmm. um, far more, um, than I do at UTMB. Most of the time when I have that on, I, I have it turned down. So, but I know, her coverage at Western States has always been stellar. Um, and she's very knowledgeable. She's very well-loved among the community. She's probably, um, you know, one of the better-known female runners, uh, very well-respected, a big coach. I know she coaches lots of people. Lots of her reputation is 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 pretty hefty. Mm -hmm. from the standpoint of like i mean i'm not going to compare her to him but like you know gary robbins is a very beloved ultra runner that people respect and like she's kind of along those lines you know she's very well respected she's very well liked and then essentially what they've done is to her is you know basically kind of what they did to, to gary is they, they basically kind of you know gave you know gave them the middle finger and sent them on their way. And I think that that's really uh, unfortunate from the standpoint of uh, with, with Corinne, because it, it's had a, a very negative, it's, it's given UTMB a much more negative look than they already had. I mean, they were already in the doghouse with Gary Robbins, which by the way, Gary's races, I don't know if you guys have seen this, are selling like hotcakes since yeah. they put all those on sale. Yeah, which is great news for for oh, those folks. And, and I think we all knew that that was going to happen. The minute you could enter those, I'm sure there was a. They may have broke the internet, or at least I don't know if their servers could have handled how many people were trying to get in when when entry to those went live. Sure, sure, and and I think that you know it. it this comes down to the fact that it, it, it's unfortunate that people can't give their opinion without there being some sort of repercussion from, but I, I do get it from the standpoint 
from UTMB side that if you have somebody working for you and they are saying things that are against your company, do you really want that person representing you on such a broad stage? Sure. And they're entitled to make that choice. Sure. I mean, it's, it's their, and I don't know if they are paid for their efforts or if this is kind of freelance and they just kind of show up and say, Hey, we want to do this kid. Where can we set up? Um, I mean, I would hope they get something for talking for 20 plus hours at a time. Right. Yeah. But I'm just, but they're entitled to, to pull whoever they want to. I just don't think, I don't know yeah. as though now yeah, like, is the I mean, right it's time. really not a good look. Um, again, I feel like, you know, the big problem here is that we're losing, potentially losing a female's perspective, you know, in a sport that's kind of struggled with, you know, tending to favor male athletes. Right. And you had just started to get a bunch of female involvement, and now you're cutting out a very prominent female figure. And the only people, the first person that came to mind as someone that I would want to listen to is just as outspoken. So I don't know as though they would even in the person I, I would love to hear Claire Gallagher. I think she is a phenomenal athlete. I think she could be a great commentator, but she is also a little outspoken the whole and, and she was from the social media aspect. Anyway, she was kind of the catalyst because it used to be the hashtag for Western States was see you at squaw. And then Squaw Valley and all that stuff. Well, she kind of spearheaded now the hashtag see you at States um, being a little more politically correct and all those yeah, things. Yeah. It, so, it changed its name from Squaw Valley to Olympic Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so there's another person that I don't know if they're They would bring her on and I don't want to say risk that. Um, but I think that they would want someone that they may have a little more control over. And I don't like to use it that way, but I feel like that's what they're going for. <laughs> for sure. So, so who do you think, who would you want to see fill those shoes? I think another person that could be interesting would be, um, oh gosh, I, it, is it Emil Killian's wife? Because she's an accomplished. She's an, yeah, yeah, she's a very accomplished runner. Um, and she could give some insight, maybe more so because they live in that area. Uh, so she may have a little more like, oh, this is a very, and, and anyone who's run there would be like, yeah, this is a very challenging course or uh, or this is a very technical section. But she may be able to give a little more insight into some of the, the other aspects of the area. Um, that could be someone that they could look at. Um, but who, I mean off the cuff who comes to your mind that you may want to see fill those shoes i mean if we're talking strictly women here um someone like rory bazio um or uh chrissy male um you know both of them having won utmb utmb before um i feel like that would be great if we we're about you know women to commentate utp utmb specifically sure and chrissy is highly intelligent too i miss her when um science of ultra had his podcast when he would do coaches coaches corner and it was her and uh ian Sharman and uh david roach and they would just get in there and just debate and i was like man you learned a whole lot in those debates and chrissy uh is also an accomplished coach as well is she she's with ian Sharman, i think and Sharman coaching i think 
someone fact check me on that, but I think that's who she coaches with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like if you were to get someone from the Western part of the world, so Canada, America, you're going to be dealing with the same thing. I just don't know. I mean, I, I almost feel like you won't, you might need to get a European voice in there, but I don't know who. I guess it's just, it's a wait and see type of scenario. Um, yeah, yeah still waiting to see more details emerge. Sure. Uh, we really don't know a whole lot about what actually happened and yeah, all the details around it right now. Yeah, sure. but if they if they replace her voice with a male voice, that is really going to be a bad look. <laughs> and uh, man, I I think uh, Ginger Runner he may really start blasting his hashtag futmb a whole <laughs> lot more if they if they went that route. More so than he already has. So. Of course. Of course. So um, we didn't really discuss this before the show, but I really think that we should since it was since it happened this weekend. And um, that is the hard rock lottery happened this weekend. And both hard rock and Western states. Right. And I, I want to pick on Hard Rock first because, you know, there are the the women's race is insane, is is insane with some strong runners. But what I'm excited about and I know that, you know, Courtney is going to be back there to defend her title. And so if she decides she wants to win then she's most likely just going to win. But what's really cool is an East coast runner, Tara Dower got picked um, nice. to run the race by the, I guess the race director. Is that, is that right, John? Yeah. yeah. Race director, Dale Garland. He has six slots where he can handpick someone uh, to bypass the lottery, three men and three women. And nice. so she was, and, and so she was picked. Um, and this is, this is huge for her. Um, you know, you, you have somebody who is, is, is an East coast runner that is notably starting her, um, her, her rise in, in, in the field, in the female field. Yeah. She's and, uh, really come up in the past couple of years, especially. So, you know, who knows? It's, it'll be interested to see how she, how she runs out there. I mean, she typically does pretty decent out West, um, uh, she has some FKTs out there. She's she won um, Run Rabbit Run out there, and so she she definitely knows how to run. She's a know. course record holder for the Hellbender One Hundred. That's right. A race John's, that we know too well. John's race. Well, we only know the first forty-two miles of it. First fifty. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the 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 other exciting thing is on the men's side. Boy, do we have we have some some fun people running this race. We have the granddaddy of ultra running, the speed goat, Carl Meltzer is going to be there. Uh and then everybody's favorite overachiever, Zach Miller, is going to be there. He was one that was picked I by the race I director. Love, I love the way he runs races. I mean, how can you not? That guy just gives every single thing he has in every single race he runs, just all gas, no brakes. If someone <laughs> exactly. said 
how is ultra running entertaining? I would just show them clips of Zach Miller running. Like they, like that's just, yeah. <laughs> I, like he runs with more heart than anyone I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The, and the, I hope the, that, the... I hope that he and Tara both do well to kind of buck the stigma that East coast runners have when we cross the Mississippi, they tend to not do very well. And I don't know why I, at, at the elite level, we'll put it that way. Well, it's going to be a fun matchup because you're going to have him running against Francois. Francois Dehan is going to be there. Nick Curry's going to be there. Okay. Um, then, then we're going to have uh, we're going to have uh, wow, Jason Schlarb is going to be there. Nice. Does he still have his incredible mullet? No idea. Good question. Paul Terranova is going to be there. And let's see. Of course, Courtney is going to be returning. So yeah. does that automatically make, and we know that a hundred miles is a hundred miles and a lot of things can go wrong, but does that automatically make it Courtney's race to lose? Pretty much. Just like we kill you around a race. It's his race to lose. I've said it a bazillion times. And, and especially her track record and his track record, it's almost always their race to lose. She she has proved me right every time. When she is is wants to win. She's going to win. And then when she is done, she just quits and she's done because something's wrong. But what I tell you what the most surprising thing is, is on the men's side, um, Jeff Browning was waitlisted. Wow. How many has he done, though? He has been there a bazillion times. But going back to your interview with him, isn't he wanting to do 10 and done? I think so. He, so I'm wondering he, he, told this... me, he, he told me he wanted to do 10 and be done. And could you imagine he, if you were waitlisted for your 10th hard rock? Yeah, it it, it, it says that waitlisted. <laughs> he's, he's, he's completed four of them, it looks like. Okay, so he's still got a ways to go. Okay. So it, he has a remote chance of getting in, is what it says. But, you know, it's it's going to be fun. The female side has Matt, you know, Maggie Guterell is going to be there. Claire, She's a tough uh, runner. She's Claire Bonworth is going to be there. Um, you know, so it it it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, oh, we also um we did have a, uh, a a one of our local friends get picked in the lottery too. That's right, Ryan Anderson. <laughs> he uh, from Knoxville. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually interviewed. Um, I say Ryan because he makes he was he always makes fun of the way people say his name, but uh, because he spells he, it he spells it differently. Yeah, he oh. is a he is a he's a, in Knoxville. He's a coach. He um, he took he took one of my local legends today. <laughs> Boy, you better get back doesn't out there. He, doesn't he work with Coop? He works yeah. for Coop, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a CTS coach. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a, he's a Coop Coop guy. Man. So. I will say, if they had to replace her voice with a male, if you could get Coop, I'd listen. I'd listen all night. I would record it and listen again. Um, but I, I think I put Coop on a pedestal a little bit. I'll admit that. So, switching gears over to Western States, that was... Um, oh, we got some hot topics on that one, too. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, it looks like 
Wow. So it looks like Tom Evans is not coming back. Looks like Matthew Lynchard is not coming back. Courtney is not racing Western States this year. So, and Taylor Nolan's not re returning. So, the, the, out of the top 10 on the men's are, are side. You looking, are, uh, which list are you looking at? The lottery list or another list? I'm on the I Run Far site looking at the top 10 returnees for the 2024 okay. Western States 100. Because I was about to say, if you're looking at the lottery list, the top 10 entrants get an automatic entry and went and be in the lottery. Right. I know. I'm just talking about the ones that are returnees that aren't coming back. And that's those two men. And the two women I called off, the biggest one was uh, Courtney. And uh, I'm wondering if she, I'm wondering if she's going to do Hard Rock UTMB. Because UTMB is a different direction this year, correct? They alternate directions? Hard, hard Rock. Hard, hard Rock does. Okay. Um, so I'm wondering if she's trying to get maybe the record going that way. Does and really. I don't know if she does or not. Is she heck? If she ran it and finished it, she probably does. If she whatever race she runs, she sets the record in. Um, but I'm wondering how their calendars are shaking out. I don't know. Obviously, Jim, Jim Jim was trying to come back. I think he was looking for a golden ticket race. Did he not get one, or did I miss that? He's. I guess not. I don't see him. I don't see him listening. I think I saw him somewhere. I think he got like a golden ticket race over at uh, at a Euro race. Okay, so he can and, still uh, and, and and Courtney does have the course record in both directions. By both the directions. Way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what? then I don't know. I mean, maybe she's done one, or, and and she's been one to not want to run a race that you would expect her to be in because she just doesn't want to, and that may just be the case this year. Maybe, well, you know, maybe she's got a family wedding or something. That's what took me out of my A race that I've planned my whole year around this year. Then didn't ever happen. Had to go to a family wedding. Maybe that's the case. Who knows? So big, so big name, um, big names that are going to be there. Um, Sally McRae. Casey's going to be there. How'd Sally uh, get in? Oh, we'll save that for later. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, uh, I mean, that, that'll be Casey's 10th Western States if she finishes it, which I mean, she should. Um, and, you know, if you get nine, if you get nine finishes at Western States, they'll let you into the 10th one. And then if you, have, if you do 10, you get a special buckle. If you do 10 in under 10 hours. So if you finish every one in under 24 hours, I believe you get 10 hours. Well, you do you 10, 10 yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 days. That's, that's the word. What you're looking there. for. Look, I'm Do going you... off my 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 teeth. Like all ultra runners, my teeth are coated in sugar, and my blood fuels or my bloodstream's caffeine today. So, uh, that's how I. Jim, that's how my Jim night is going to be there, guys. Jim, Jim is going to be there. He is okay. Yeah, he is. He's he's, on the he's got right now. He's so got it's a race me. for second place. So it. So him, Dakota Jones. These are people with golden tickets. Are going to be there. Um. And then Nick Curry got a lottery entrance as well. But the big, I think the big story is uh, is Harvey and his wife. Uh, what what's his wife's name or girlfriend? What is? I don't know. 
Well, Harvey Lewis and his his girlfriend both. I, I think they both got in. Is that correct, John? For writing some sort of an essay that got them into the race. Is that is that accurate? No, he got in because of an. I essay. thought his girlfriend got in too. I thought Sally got it, unless his his girlfriend happens to be Sally. No. What what are you talking about? <laughs> The uh the the entrance that Harvey got into Western states. Okay. Remember we talked about he got in through it. I run far's. So I run. So what we're getting at here is I run far, or no, not I run far. Sorry, I apologize, you guys. Ultra Running Magazine had a contest because they have sponsor um sponsor entries. They had two. They had a male and a female, and they had an essay contest. And this is my hot take that is turning into a topic that we're talking about. Um. <laughs> And it was an essay contest that doesn't look like anyone else really had a chance to get in, but almost like they had to do it because that's the rules. You had to whatever, and then they could pick whatever essay they wanted. But it very much, and I feel like this is the the light that social media, mainly Twitter, because that's where I get my ultra running news is is, is shedding on it, is... It wasn't a who deserved the best or who deserved the entry based on their essay, but more of a who can we pick that submitted an essay that is going to promote us the most, which would be Harvey over anyone else. Now, I don't know because I didn't write an essay. Uh, I have not wrote an essay since my senior year in college when I had to, Um my writing days of essays anyway are over. Um, but I just, I feel like if you are a sponsored athlete that benefits in some way, not in terms of an ambassadorship where you get a discount of 50% on a product, but if you are given apparel, equipment of some kind, you are paid, that to me should disqualify you from an essay entry contest. So, so yeah, I don't, it don't was, disagree it, with that. Huh? Go ahead, John. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't disagree with that. I mean, um, I mean, these are both very likable people. We have no complaints against them. We oh, no, it's Harvey. Running Western States. But it kind of seems like it was like a popularity contest. Yes. Yes. It's very much like student council voting. Who who do you like the most? And cool, you're going to be president because we all like you. So um, I do feel they should have not been allowed to enter. Or if you want, this would have been, I would have been okay with this because my opinion has so much weight in the ultra running world. I would have been okay with this if they had four entries. You have two male, two female, and you have an elite essay. And a non-elite essay. Because I would very much, and, and I think it would be really cool if Ultra Running Magazine was to do it this way. You have a non-elite, someone who's a back of the packer, mid to back of the packer, and they submit their essay and it blows you away. And you follow them the entire race. And you give them... A, a, I guess an article in your magazine like how cool would that be to learn someone's story and then they have someone that kind of follows their crew through the whole race and they're at every aid station and they just 
Like I, to me, being a mid to back of the Packer, that to me just would be a whole lot cooler than Harvey wrote this great essay. And he may have wrote a great essay. I don't know. I that, mean, that, that would actually be pretty fun to follow if they, you know, had that person on the live coverage. We kind of like, sure. you know, when uh, Iron Man Kona, you know, they have their elite race, but they'll have like two or three people with just like, you know, tearjerker stories <laughs> that you follow right. all the way to like the very end of the race until time runs out. Right. And I just feel like, if you really wanted to up your viewership or up your and, and shoot, I would even pay two ninety nine to read the article. If you had to paywall it, I might be inclined to pay two ninety nine to read that article or buy that issue of that magazine to read that person's story. If you wanted to, to me, the sucker that I am for romantic things like that would rather see that. And Harvey has a great story. What he did at Biggs is absolutely phenomenal. And I do fully believe that if if the person that, and, and I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to butcher it, but if the person who had been credited with the assist, I do fully believe if he had kept going, Harvey had 500 miles in him. Just based on the video that was kind of coming out and how well he was still moving at 450 miles. So not taking any way, anything away at all from Harvey, just more or less upset with the contest or lack thereof so i would much rather have seen that and then you give that person some limelight i just think that would have been a much cooler thing to do than hard and he and like i said he may have wrote a phenomenal essay i would love to read it i'd also love to read some of the other ones well same with the women's side so I mean, you know, both of them had huge wins this year at the couple of races. I think Sally won Moab and he won Bigs and Sally you know, did the, maybe, Sally, sorry. Sally did the um the Grand Slam. Well, she did the triple crown plus That's what I mean, the, the triple crown. Yeah, she did the triple crown. Dota. So she did four two hundred plus small races over the summer. Yeah, and look, and you want to talk about another inspirational runner? Sally's great. Like she has a dedicated following that she deserves and has earned. And her social media is great. And again, I just feel like this was much more of a who can promote ultra running magazine more than anyone else. One thing I will say that's a positive about ultra running magazine. We have a local photographer who was on the cover of an issue not too long ago. Did you guys see that? No, no, Misty. Misty had a picture get selected for um, cover of Ultra Running Magazine. I think it was last month's issue, which is pretty cool. Oh, I thought you meant she was on the cover of it. No, no, just one of her pictures that they used. I forget what race it was, but it's it's a pretty great shot. And she's she's quickly becoming one of, if not my favorite, race photographers. So Because she just has, um, very much like Pete, just has an eye for capturing the intimacy of the moment. And there are some people who take pictures and there are some people who capture feelings. And I feel like both of them do a great job of capturing the feelings at an aid station, at a finish line, in the middle of a race. I just don't like that they, they whenever they take a picture of me, it always seems like I'm walking and I don't like that. <laughs> I think probably because that's by design. I think they try to get everybody walking. Right. Um, 
even like, Howie Stern, yeah. even Howie Stern took a picture of me walking at Black Canyon. I was like, dang it, he got me walking. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is uh that dude is super talented though. Yeah. He takes some great nature shots too, like night sky photos. He does he does some great work there. So. Well, you know, I think I think that it's it's funny because when I saw that story, the picture that they posted of Harvey was of him and his girlfriend. So I thought that it was saying that him and his girlfriend got in and that her name was Sally. It may be. It, it, it may no, be. It, it's not. It's Sally McRae. Okay. You know, and and I, and I and, and it's funny because I just completely butchered all that because I completely misunderstood the story behind it all. But you know, I think it, you know, it, I mean, not to be not to be ugly, but you know, he's he's not going to win. Um, you hey, know, he's, miles. he's anything, anything could happen. He's not going to win. Um, you, you know, it, it, you know, just realistically, it's just. I think, you know, it's it's he's good for the sport. Yes, his story and his personality. And not that it's not that it's a, a, a I'm not saying it's an agenda by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a vegan, which is cool. Not that I am one, but mad props to the people who are, because that's a whole other discipline level that I don't have. Um, but it's kind of nice to see. How other diets can be used when you come into an aid station is typically your, your high sugar foods and all these processes, but it's kind of cool to see how other diets work and how other people are having success on these diets and that kind of thing. So it's, it's just kind of cool to see, to see that. So, yeah, it, it, anyway, it, it was a big deal because they felt like with all the, with all the sponsors that, that both of them, you know, I think Sally's with Nike and um, obviously Harvey has got, a list a mile long um, right. because of all the stuff that he's accomplished. You know, I think, I think it, it definitely got some, some, some press along with that. So I think, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be good to see how he does. I mean, hell, I mean, I, I think he could top 10 it there. Um, he could, he, he, he could. could easily top 10 it there. Uh, I, I just know typically that course is it, it's, you know, it's it it's it's typically won by, you know, your Jim Walmsley type of runners, and I hate to say it, but you know, Harvey's just not that not that guy. Um, but you know, who knows? I mean, he I'll be excited to see what he does. He is is by far, you know, you could argue that he's you know probably had one of the the best years of his career this year. Of course, he had a really strong year last year, I believe. You know, it's like he he has really came on the last couple of years, um, not really bringing home super huge notable wins like at Hard Rock or at, at Western or anything like that. But he's definitely accomplishing some huge, huge uh, goals and winning some some notable races and showing up for some notable races. Um, so anyway, I, I'm I'm excited to to see how he does, even though it was. A controversial thing um and that moves us on to um when you think of controversy you think of our friend camille heron um 
We've never met her. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but Jason has decided that he has beef with her. For what I reason, we will never know. It's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> we'll never know that answer either. Like we just... <laughs> I have no beef. I have no beef with her. So we have his, the beef, is with, his beef is with Camellia. We had a we had the 24 hour world championships um, that just took place, and um, the U.S. team showed up and really kind of had a hard time. Uh, the biggest news out of this was uh, actually was Camille, who last year just burned it up. Um, she had a really strong race last year, set some records, and but she pulled out. Um, of this year's event um, because I guess she was a little overworked from the Spartathlon and didn't feel compelled to keep going. Um, And so she pulled out. Now this race is run in different locations every year, right? Yeah. Okay. So this was like, yeah. So it's a team event. It's run every four years in a different locale. This year, it was in Taiwan, as evidenced by the very difficult to navigate, uh, like, live update page, which was in a, um, I, I don't know what language it was in, but it was, yeah, it was. Not it was one a, that we could fluently read. No. I could interpret the numbers, and I could interpret the names, and that's about as far as I got. Right. But 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 the big story is the the U.S. runners had some issues. Um, that's the big story. Well, I mean, that's the stance Jason's taken. He's already blasted the other stance that could be no, taken. I, I mean, look, we know we know any event that Alexander Sorkin's in, he's going to freaking set some sort of record. He's going to go out and run. He's going to torch every course. He's like the he is the Killian of the 24-hour world. That guy, if he shows up, you might as well not even attempt. It's it's a race. Even, it's I mean, a race it, for it, second place. Dude, it, it's useless. I mean, it, man, if 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 I was even half, if if I felt like I had a chance to win, and that guy walked up, I mean, it would completely deflate me. And I know people's like any given day, so, you know, dude, that dude has not had a bad race. I can't remember when he's had a bad race. Dude, him showing up to the race to put it in American sport context. So people, cause people may not know who he is. That is the equivalent of Mariano Rivera coming in, in the bottom of the ninth inning in a world series game. It's over. Like you're done. That's Don't like giving chance. the ball to Tom Brady with two minutes left to go in the game. And he drives down. With you're down by four and you got to have a touchdown. That's right, and he hits Rob Gronkowski, 80 like yards. You see him pouting on the sideline, and you know you're about to lose a game. That's right. The, 28 look, to 3, we got this. I'm just saying, that dude is automatic. We knew he was going to win. There's no big story in somebody that we know is going to win. The, I, I think, I, I honestly, I hate to say it, but you know, we really had high hopes for Camille. We felt like she was going to come out. We felt like she was going to burn. She burns it up every year at this. It, this, it seems like in these. This is in, her. This is her bread and butter. Bread and butter. Um, it's her bread and butter. She. This is what she does, and uh, and surprisingly, and uh, John, the uh, the show statistician, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Miho Nakata, Miho Nakata, 
broke her record. He's really trying to get that Japanese pronunciation in there since, you know, he's cultured now. <laughs> you like that, don't you? That is, that is probably the best I've ever heard him pronounce anyone's name, mine included. Duolingo uh, really taught him well. Duolingo is amazing. <laughs> From Japan, she she broke uh, Camille's record by, I believe, uh, half of a trap length. Was yeah, that- like I think it was like 240 meters. Or actually, you know, it says 246 meters if we want to be specific. But if you go in and you look at some like the Instagram stories, like in those last like few steps, she is trucking and it is pretty impressive to see that after 24 hours. And again, so- Howie Stern with a great show with a great photo for the win. He took some great shots of her right there. Yeah, yeah, I think we uh, posted some of that on the uh, on the Insta page. Yeah, IG, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beast, beastly showing from Miho Nakata, uh, which is absolutely amazing. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, and and to be clear here, so that sets the women's 24 hour record at just under 168 miles. Right and on I the men's side, I can't even fathom. On the men's side, Alexander Sorkin, um, he ended up with an eight hundred eighty-seven and like a half, eighty-seven point five two four. Um, but John, wasn't he on pace to break like some sort of crazy record for a while? So he has the twenty-four hour world record at like one hundred ninety-eight miles. And you know when he goes and does these twenty-four hour events, you know that two hundred barriers in the back of his mind. Um, so that's probably, if I had to guess, you know, that's probably what he was going for. He was, um, it says it in this article. Uh-huh. And he was on pace for it through the first 12 hours. Let me ask this, which would be more impressive to you guys, the sub two marathon or 224? I don't I, I mean, you're splitting hairs here because both of those are. And again, it may be one of those like with the sub four minute mile. No one could thought it'd be done and then it's done and then everyone can do it. I think, I think the sub two for right now. And I think we're going to see a sub two within the next one or two years. I was going to say within soon the next, as next year, I mean, maybe as soon as next year. Yeah, as, I was say, uh, within the next two years, I think we I think we see yeah. a, a 159. Yeah, because uh, Kelvin Kiptum has already said that's more or less his goal heading into his next race. And um, oh, which uh, which which marathon is that? It's somewhere in Germany. Is it Rotterdam? Uh, the only the only one that comes to mind for me is Berlin. But no, no, he's doing one in the spring. Berlin's mm-hmm. in the fall. I, I want to say it's the Rotterdam Marathon, and that's that's his goal. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm I'm excited about that. Do you think Kipchoge's sitting on a couch looking like looking like Michael Jordan and just saying, and I took that personally? I wish I he mean, would. I would love to see the two of them <laughs> at the same race just line it I up. Think, just I think the man's too humble. Other. Like he's just like, I just want like I want to show someone it can be done. And then I want to see someone do it. I don't care if it's me or someone. I just feel like the man's too humble to be but no, I could be no. wrong. Outwardly, yes, but you know, no one, no great athlete internally oh. is gonna let that happen right right well like you especially can't be that good of an athlete without having just a competitive fire burning inside of you i mean you've got to have that chip on your shoulder all your great but, athletes have some sort of chip but the interesting thing between those two is the way if you look historically at their marathons it's the way they pace it 
Kipchoge tends to split his more evenly, usually split in the first half faster than the second half. So having a slight positive split in the second half, Kelvin Kiptum gets to that halfway mark and just burns everything to the ground. Like he has like the fastest second half split um, in marathon history. Like it is wild what he is able to do in like the closing stages of those races. Dude, I just, I, I do agree with you. I do think the sub two would be a little more impressive than, but to, it, 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 but if someone said, hey man, someone just ran 200 miles in 24 hours, like hot damn. Okay, so if you were, what, what would the pace be for a 12 hour 100 mile? Like around like what, a 730, 740 pace? John, you're the smartest one on here. You're asking the two dummies. Like you, we normally ask you that question for the answer. Yeah, I mean, you, Actually, you know, hold, 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 hold on, I have butchered every story we've done tonight, so I have no comment on any of this. <laughs> I can't, I can't get any of it correctly. So go ahead, John. <laughs> so, so a twelve-hour, one hundred-mile time would be about a seven-minute pace, right? Mm-hmm. Thereabouts, yeah. The rough math in my lower math intelligence sounds i'm also just agreeing with you because i don't know so i'm like yeah john that sounds good <laughs> well a seven minute pace would translate to eight and a half miles per hour eight and a half miles times 12 hours would equal 100 miles yeah how in your peak condition how long do you think you could hold a seven minute pace peak like if i had time to like yeah. devote a whole training block to yeah. just uh varying terrain or are we doing it on like a marathon just, type just whatever's comfortable with you say like a nice soft surface with a decent amount of energy return uh flat where you can just like get into a comfortable stride if i had the time and the devotion and the passion for that possibly a marathon maybe at a big stretch of 50k but okay. no farther so than that so, so about I, I three hour think. marathon, which would be like the 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 top standard for like our our age group until we graduate shortly to a new age group for to, for a man to qualify for Boston. Sure. So, so 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 it's possible for you to hold a seven minute pace, seven flat. It's possible for you to hold that for at least a sustained period of time up to say mm -hmm. about three hours. Yeah, All right? about, yeah, we'll say that for the two hour marathon, a pace of what about four minutes and 24 seconds per mile yeah my my thought was 426 but i don't think that's right all right do you think you could ever touch that pace for more than a quarter mile maybe a half mile you think you could do that for a half mile maybe if you were to put me on a treadmill and just push the button on the speed to go all the way up and I'm holding on for dear life, I may be able to do it for a half mile before my pants fell off and I died. So point being, that pace is significantly harder, one, just to get to, but then two, to sustain for any period of time. Yes. And these guys are out here doing it for 26 miles. That's absurd. Like that, that to me just blows my mind. And it's because, so I've never been someone who gets a lot of fast leg turnover like that to an, in order to accomplish something like that. And what, not only is it impressive that they can get the leg turnover, but how smooth they look doing it, man. 
Oh, like man, you just, Billy oh. Chogi Strat is just a being a beauty. And it looks so effortless. And he just makes it look like he's just gliding. And I sweat just watching him do it. Well, so, so anyways, do you have anything else to say about the 24-hour championships? Um, I know on the men's side, the uh, Lithuanian men won that event, but uh, Sorokin. Um, who so was, won it, was, it on the women's side? I, I do. I've got all that in front of me. Poland won. The US because Japan of our was stars. second. Czech Republic was down. third. On the, men's side, on the men's side, it was Lithuania, then Poland, and then Great Britain. What's nuts is on the women's side, um between first and second was like almost nine miles so this the second was alina shevchenko of ukraine and she was at 158 so that was crazy i mean the uh the that's a, that's the lady from J- yeah the lady from japan just torched uh torched everybody we did have a a, a usa in the top 10 allison allen at 147 so anyway it, it, it was you know definitely disappointing you know we really felt like camille was going to come come in show up and show out um well, i mean it wasn't just camille i think team usa had like about five-ish people dropped from the race i i, I think i think the problem is, is... And, and, and by the way the way the the team the team event works here is you, you take the mileage from your team's top three athletes like the top three mileage per athlete that gets added together into like the team scoring. I do feel like, I do feel like Camille will be back next year and we'll break the record. You know, we'll break the record. She won't be back next year. It's uh, it's every, it's four, every years. four years. It's like well, the whenever, whenever in four years, she'll be back because she'll be on the team. Cause it's what she does. Um, I, I do. Four years is a long time. Dude. She's that's what she does. I think the thing you're running tacos for shoes. I think, I think the disappointing thing, I'll say this and, and and let it go, is that, you know, Courtney had quick turnaround on all her wins in between big events. I really expected Camille to have the quick turnaround between the Spartathlon and this and bring home another record. So, and to be clear, there's a nine-week period between the Spartathlon and this race. Yeah. And what was Courtney's average turnaround between her three? Not that long. Less. Less. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was what was it 16 weeks between all three two and a half months three months I think yeah yeah it was insane anyway moving on um you know I, I do uh no, 16 weeks is four months that, like that I said sounds about, not that the sounds about person. right not the math person right. so yeah so it sounds as John's right. eyebrows allude to we are not the math people no we're not so anyway that is that is it on the new side um hot takes i think garrett already gave his hot take <laughs> um john do you have a hot take this week oh man i don't know not not any new hot takes i mean oh i thought you had one about uh certain social media posts that had been going around based on people's listening habits spotify wrapped I thought I you mean, said you did not like Spotify wrapped. I mean, I don't really care to see any wines, but I feel like my hotter <laughs> take right now is going back to horse coupon trails. Like, I was out in the park yesterday, just huge piles of it just in the middle of the trail. Why does a horse get to take a huge dump in the middle of a trail and it's okay? I, I still don't understand that. 
who said it's not okay. I mean, I've I never. Say it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair, but then again, a horse can't control it like you can. No, but if I take my dog out and she takes squats down and poops wherever, I'm expected to pick it up. Dude, have you seen? I mean, who's going to pick up horse poop? I mean, really, John? Yeah, do you do need a so, shovel okay. and a trash so bag? So, if someone rode up to your store on horseback and it just like let loose right in front of the door to your store, you'd be, you'd say, "Oh, well, a horse can't control it. That's okay." Yeah, I mean, I take a shovel and move it to the side, but I don't know what else I do with it. I mean, it's not like you can flush that down the toilet and, and back it on up. Yeah, I mean, point I'm sure people have tried to flush. Out of the path that people walk in. Well, okay, here's here's what I will say. Why can't those horses wear the bags that carriage horses do? Exactly. I mean, that would be that would be a fair request. Especially if we're going along the lines of the whole leave no trace kind of thing. Like a lot of people who enjoy trails tend to abide by, especially campers through hikers, things like that, and make it better than you found it. Horses aren't even a native species to North America. That's true. Well, there you go. (laughs) I don't really have any sort of a hot take because... Couldn't make it through another podcast without talking about like poop and toilet stuff. So Poop and toilet stuff. Speaking of, do you have withdrawals from Japanese toilets yet? <laughs> I just have I just have withdrawals have you, from being, I just have draw withdrawal from being in Japan. Have you I bought mean, a was, day for your toilet yet? It, no, a, not yet. Fart noise no. cover upper. No, <laughs> no, it's called the fan. Well, that works sometimes. Yes. <laughs> well, the the good news is my bathroom is far away in the master bedroom from the bed. So, um, you know, do you in the middle of the night, last question in the middle of the night with your partner sleeping there, do you leave the bedroom and use another bathroom? If you know, it's about to be a bad one. <laughs> no, I mean, why don't you wait until your partner's asleep? Like sometimes during the day, you don't ever like go down to like the guest room. Like, Hey, sometimes, sometimes I do. Bathroom yeah. Was for. <laughs> Yeah. No, so, 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 true story. We, John, you've been to my house, so you know, you, you, you kind of have a general idea of the layout. The right side of the house on the bottom floor is nothing but the master bedroom. Um, it's, it's, you realize it's, when you say the right side, that's like, that's relative. Well, facing the house, the right side. And so the the left side, we have a bedroom, which is the workout room that I'm in, and then we have a bathroom across from it. The bathroom across from the workout room has been deemed Jason's bathroom uh, because that's the one that I use all the time because generally my wife uses the one in the master bedroom. Um, so, so, yeah, I have like my, even though the bathroom that I use is the one that everybody uses when people come over, um, it's generally the one that 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 I'm in, but no, I do not leave the bedroom in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I usually wait till she's asleep if I do need to go, and then, you know, go in there and uh, you know unleash my wrath upon the bathroom, and then leave leave it, you know. So and then it's safe. So you know, I pretty soon we're going to do some toilet habits. 
We're gonna rename we're gonna have podcast. to rename the show the the Trail Toilet Trash or the Trail Toilet Podcast. I don't know That's what it. we're. <laughs> I will say this much before we let everybody go: I did get to run outside today, and it was amazing. I forgot how much I missed running, like for real running, because I've just been barely running on the treadmill. And I think I've overdosed on ibuprofen since I came off of that run just to make sure that I didn't have any big issues. Um, when when are you going to come over here for a, for a little adventure? You know what? I will be there, but I have to make it through December and my wonderful work schedule. Um, I, mean, I have to work. Relate to that. Relate uh, to that too. I wish I wish you didn't work on Sundays and then I would be there on a Sunday. I'd come up on a Saturday and and we could run on a Sunday. But I'll I'll be up definitely. Why um, can't you run on a Saturday? Because I work every Saturday this month. It, I, this is my only Saturday off this month, other than the one at the very end. Welcome to retail world. Pretty much. So but that is it, folks, for this week of the Trail of Trash podcast upcoming episode going to be the year in review when you get to hear about how garbage me and Garrett's year was and how wonderful John's year was um, Plus, Garrett in my year will be summed up in about five minutes John's uh, year will be summed up in the other 55 minutes so uh, look so forward it'll to be, that it'll be a John's highlight reel that's fairly, <laughs> fairly accurate so until next week we will see you on the trail. Everybody have a good night.